MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Hour two of VSIN Primetime on a Thursday evening here in Las Vegas. That gentleman right there, Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We've got a couple college games about to get going. Of course, the massive showdown in. Chicago, Bears, Manders, mm-hmm. 8-15 kickoff. Let's do it. Right now, the Commanders, a one-point favorite, total of 38. Sean's rocking and rolling with the Commandos. Uh, I'm going to take the over, expecting uh, maybe a little more points. Why not have a little uh, 20, 22-21 finish here? Whatever. Get over, get over that total. What could go wrong in a... Bet uh, and a, uh, uh, a total that has been bet to the under in this one. And uh, both Sean and I rocking with Brian Robinson. Anytime touchdown. I like it. Also have him for first touchdown of the game. I have the over in the Baylor Bears West Virginia game. Also about to start UCF. I have UCF. I got t- minus 21 on UCF and then I got over 53 in the Baylor game. I think Baylor closed at 55 and a half and I think UCF closed at 23 and a half. So I got I got a pretty good value uh somewhere. My guy Applebaum <laughs> is smiling. Uh yeah, I wouldn't uh, I'm not on the Temple UCF game. I don't trust uh, Gus the Gus bus to cover big numbers. Just get the win for our win total and if you can cover for my friend here, that would be nice too. So Absolutely. let's uh Let's make that happen. So a couple NFL games here, or sorry, a couple college games 
an NFL game. By the way, the Houston Astros, uh, good hit by you in-game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Astros win 4-2. to two. Got them at plus 160. Jordan Alvarez, a homer that uh, helped put them over the top. Uh, quality start for Luis Castillo, but can't get it done. And now on the brink of elimination are those Seattle Mariners down two games to none. Um, each and every week, well, actually, just a quick update. Jared Smith uh, is stuck in the same traffic you were stuck it's in. It's ridiculous, man. So he will be uh, I'm with, talking about ridiculous. He will be with us in uh, 15 minutes. Now that we have a little time, mm-hmm. I've never experienced this before. Okay. So... If you live in Vegas, you understand. If you don't, just bear with us for a second. You know when 215 turns into the 15, mm-hmm. where you're coming down the strip? Traffic bumper to bumper right there from the merge. So I'm like, okay, I know the construction sends it to one lane. I'm like, okay, cool. It's about 158 at the time. So about 221, I'm just getting to uh, MGM, Mandalay Bay. <laughs> so I send Britt in the text and say, it must be an accident up here. Not really sure what's going on. 250, I'm just to Bellagio. So on the left-hand side at Spring Mountain going the opposite way was a crash. They had careened into the barrier that separates the two uh, interstates. On my side, I thought I was through it, but the traffic still wasn't moving. So then as you get to where you can see the Sahara exit, there's a big old crash over to the right side. I was like, man, they got to put a loop in this city. They do. They just need to go to Phoenix, walk around for about 30 days, and and bring Phoenix's transportation grid here to Vegas. That's what they need to do. Call up up the city council. The worst thing was I didn't get to eat. Oh. That's what really had me. Because, you know, I got the high school game after this, so I don't have time to stop when I leave. I was was parched. I mean, starving. Yeah. Got to figure out. So now I guess I got to live on Planter's Sweet and Salty Trail Mix, but we'll make it happen. You know, you're a former NFL player. You know, you've you've dealt with adversity before. Facts. <laughs> this is really that. <laughs> uh, so Jerry going to join us at some point here, I think, in the next segment. And uh, Scott Spritzer, then the crew, uh, Derek Stevens and company, will join us at the top of the hour uh, as we get you ready for Thursday Night Football. And uh, hold on, we need to make sure we're on a unified front. There is no second survivor. No. There is no one tie, all tie. Banksy's talking about. They owe you wine, me cigars. Yep, that yep. was the rule. And I didn't even bring that up because you know what? Here's the thing. So last week on the show, Sean and I were the last two remaining in our primetime survivor. Mm-hmm. Right? I had one. He had one. We both went Jags in the primetime survivor. Right. Fortunately for Sean, he was smart enough in his real survivor to use the Vikings in one of them. So we're both out. And I brought up the question, what if we both go out? And I was under the assumption, well, that me and you would just keep going, right? Until we found a true champion. And Derek, who obviously runs the Survivor here, he said, no, if that happens, it's a chop, you guys both win. And I'm like, okay, those are the rules you rule by. That's what I'm good with. And Banksy's trying to say, hey, get out of here, Banksy, with this we'll deal with that nonsense. Later. We'll deal with that later. Yeah, we'll deal yeah. with that. All right. So stop copying my list too. Like this is this is really frustrating. What so we're about to do, do I need to do what I did last week? No, which, you're fine. Which you're I fine. send in timestamps. You're fine. So we got our top five NFL teams. By the way, you made an amendment I to did. yours and uh, made it link up with mine. 
I never saw yours. You didn't send yours to the group chat. I don't send it to. There's a reason yeah. I don't. I send it to Britain so you don't see mine, and then you send it to the group chat. All right. Man, I get a lot of texts. You have no idea. Top five NFL teams. Let's start at number five. There's going to be a lot of parody here. Uh, number five for you, Sean. So I have the Cowboys, and the only reason I have the Cowboys here is because my play of the weekend is Eagles to cover the six. I think the Eagles are going to really put it on the Cowboys. So I did want to give them their just due before they get molly on Sunday. Um, I really had a hard time with number five. I went back and forth. I thought about, do I put the 49ers in here? Do I put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in here? I'm going to give a nod to the Cowboys as well. They will be number five. Uh, I do not think they win on Sunday night. And I got asked this today on a radio interview, and I think it's the silliest uh, question out there about do you think Cooper Rush can take Dak Prescott's job? Folks, have you been watching this team? The reason they're winning is because their defense is ridiculous. And when Dak comes back, guess what? They're going to be a lot better because Dak's good. And no offense to my ginger brother, he's done good enough not making mistakes. And I thought a point you made earlier this week was smart. He hasn't turned the ball over. That's all you can ask for. It is a joke to even bring up the thought that Cooper Rush would take Dak Prescott's job. Listen, don't argue with fools because from a distance, people can't tell if it's them or you. Number never, four. Never forget that. Number four is the Bucks. I'm gonna get a Bucks credit for their victories. I know the Chiefs put a, the Chiefs handled them and beat them pretty handily, but they did beat the number five team on the road, and that was with Dak Prescott. So I, I think when it's all said and done, they're gonna be one of the best four teams. So I have them here now. They're not in cement though. They're 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 feet are in the dirt. So that they they can actually fall out or they can. You know, springboard four. But right now, I think they're the fourth best team in the NFL. Number four for me, and I said them last week when they were in my top five. I can't quit them. Baltimore Ravens. They won, beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Didn't cover. I hope you're right. Uh, but I, I like this Baltimore team. Ooh. I have them to win this division. They have questions. <laughs> they have questions. And I think they lost another cornerback. So they've been dealing with injuries. But slowly but surely, hopefully this team keeps getting better. Love Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, uh, as uh, I believe they said he's taking a huge step forward. I got the Ravens still in there at number four. Yeah, I think I'm taking them if they survive, so I hope you're right. Come on, Ravens. Hey, at number three, I have the Chiefs. Uh, they probably will be number one after this weekend. Well, number two, because I do think that uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to get it done uh, there in Arrowhead versus the Bills, but I have them number three right now. I could have made this uh, code number twos, and they played this weekend, but uh, – Great minds think alike. Chiefs. I've been really impressed by the Chiefs. I know they were maybe fortunate to get the win against the Raiders. Some calls went again, uh, went their way, uh, if you want to say, and then Devontae wanted to push some guy. Um, but I, I think this Chiefs team is humming along. Uh, still would like to see a little more explosivity, but they've got some pieces, man. Uh, they, they do, and they've got number 15, who is just ridiculous. So... Number three for me, I'm with Sean, the Chiefs. We need to clarify something. Great minds influence good minds to become great. At number two, <laughs> I have the Bills just because. <laughs> I think that was a I, had I, I think that was a uh, a nice thing you said about me, so I'll agree. I don't I don't know what the hell you just said, but no! I agree. I have the Bills number two. Uh Josh Allen, I mean, what else can you say about him? He's been phenomenal. 
uh, and they're doing this and they're not even close to being completely healthy. So the Bills are the reason I don't allow people to use injuries as an excuse because they've had the majority of their defensive line. They've had secondary guys, offensive players, key ones, missed games. It has not mattered. I have Bills number two. Uh, me too. Uh, number two, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, do I think ultimately they are the best team pound for pound in the NFL? Probably, but this is through five weeks, and you got to give credit to the 5-0 and team, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. Their one loss I thought was pretty fluky down there in Miami. A lot of cramping going on. Uh, we saw uh, Ken Dorsey you know, break things after the game. You know, We saw who they truly are last week against Pittsburgh. This team is capable of putting a hurting on a lot of teams. Can't wait for this Sunday when they play the Chiefs. Game of the year in the NFL. Uh, but, my God, if they get Christian McCaffrey, if those rumors are true, whoo, buddy. But, yes, Bill's right now number two. Guaranteed! Brad Evans and Tim Murray have Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer. I have... My Charles Barkley imitation. Listen, the Eagles will mollywop, woodshed, abuse, beat up, beat down the Cowboys this Sunday. The number one team in the National Football ratings in the National Football League for me are the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, what did you just say? Great minds. Great so you mi- said great minds think alike. Yeah. I said great minds influence good minds to become great. That's what's happened from me to you. That's why your list looks so similar to mine. Oh, okay. So, did you have the Eagles top five preseason? Did you bet on the Eagles to win the NFC East? Well, unlike you, great I don't, minds I don't... influence good minds <laughs> to become great. Fly, Eagles, yeah. fly. You like the AP on the poll road in college. To history. Go, Eagles. Number one right now. Fly, Eagles, fly. Jared Smith is going to join us on the other side. We'll see if he's flying with the Eagles this weekend against those Dallas Cowboys. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip. With your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. He is brave through the elements here in Las Vegas. Apparently... Las Vegas has turned into New York City it or has. L.A. today. Uh, but Jared Smith from PicksWise, kind enough to hang with us here in studio on a Thursday night football juggernaut of a showdown. We've got Sean King, of course, here. Tim Murray with you. All right, Jared, let's the take... The set just got so much more handsome and attractive. It did. That's true. Yeah. Got the all black. I'm, I'm a villain tonight, but I got the bangle shirt. You like the little bangles, the I'll little bangle going on? Got to rep the... Uh, the, the you got to coordinate. Well, you guys look all nice and blue. Look, look I mean, you're going to try out for Blue Man Group next week. He'll yeah. say he'll say it was coincidental. I'll say I do have a clothes rack with my <laughs> uh, outfits right there. Yeah, yeah. He, he could have selected a different color, but, you know, selected that one. But we move on. Or I want to be like you. You figured it out. That's true. Great Who minds doesn't? influence good minds to be great. You, that's copyrighted. That belongs. <laughs> Who's that to me. from? That was Sean. So today he goes, "Great minds think alike," and I said, "Well, no. that's what we normally." Great do. minds influence good minds to become great. So okay. I was talking about my impact I on like him, it. 
as far as how he formulates his ideas and radiate, opinions now. Radiate knowledge. Yeah, with football. Yeah. Right. And now, you know, it's cool. You could. I mean, he look, went from just an analytics guy to actually an being able. An, I'm not an analytics guy. <laughs> I'm the analytics Can guy. Can you let the you jokes just roll? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Sometimes I hear something and I'm just. That Do you just think my vitriol is back with truth when it comes to Tim? No, no. definitely not. This is for <laughs> <Absolutely>. entertainment. <laughs> Uh, by it is the way, pretty entertaining. I will say we, that we do have a victor. Uh, the Houston Astros a winner, four to two. Sean in game, well done, nice. sir. Plus that one sixty. Nice, that's a nice nugget right there. And mm-hmm. uh, so we do have that. We do have a touchdown. West Virginia on the board to lead uh, seven nothing. And the Tampa, uh, the Temple Owls have kicked a field goal against the uh, that. Space Cadets of yeah. UC- UCF as they're wearing space uniforms. Yeah, I actually hope. No, I, I bet them, so I don't want them to lose. But <laughs> no, they're not losing this. Like I, I don't, I don't like when teams use alternate uniforms. Where if you're at a bar, and you're looking at the game, you, you have don't know no what's idea going who on. that is. Like I feel yeah. like that's just such a. a to be a fair, Temple's uniform not exactly, you know, household household name. Also, Kurt Warner's son I starts did, for Temple. I did read that today. If you want to, uh, is, is is he good? Like, is he, uh, eh? I mean, uh, Division one starting quarterback well, takes a takes a page from be, his old be man. Patient. This guy start. Kurt, Kurt wasn't good at this point either. That's true. He was playing he in the arena. He had to go and bag groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Then arena. Yeah. Then not, he became Kurt. Look, yeah. I'm not going to – I got this many uh, calls from Division One schools. So and then they a, made a movie about him, if too. A, if a young man is starting at Temple – Why is he lying on national TV? I don't know. Man, people were blowing his phone up. Yeah. Yeah. Division Three schools saying, yeah. hey, why don't you come here and pay Listen, your way? Man, everybody needs a water boy. Uh, everybody stop. needs a towel guy. You know, come on, man. They were blowing you up. You just didn't answer. They you know, wrote, but you didn't write back. I just you knew you were an athlete. I forgot. Oh my guy, Tulane was. Uh, you were on the basketball team, right? <laughs> um, let's get to Monday night or Thursday night football. Sure. We've got Commanders now, uh, a slight favorite, total of thirty-eight. Uh, Jared, I am. Uh, I didn't think this would exist on a primetime spot. I'm going. We're going uh, anti-public over, baby. Wow. Let's go over. I'm convinced. It's been my uh, my thought process since last Thursday night. But what are some things? What are some uh, things that uh, jump out at you for this showdown? This epic showdown. I mean, you would say it's the most evenly matched game of the week, right? The lines flipped over one a couple of times. Yep. It's two quarterbacks that are, for the most part, underachieving. Maybe Justin showing a little more flash of brilliance than Carson is at this point. Uh, defenses, eh, slight edge maybe to Chicago at home, but real to me, no, not a huge edge there. One edge that I found, and this was a, a write-up for our site today over at PicksWise, rookie head coaches on Thursday Night Football have struggled hmm. since 2015, 8 and 19 against the spread. So obviously Matt Eberflus falls into that category. Ron Rivera's played on plenty of Thursday nights, coached on plenty of Thursday nights. So um, that that's the one angle that I have, and maybe you lean commanders because of that, but I'll be honest, when you have two bad teams like this, bad on bad, variance is certainly high. So it's interesting because I think this is the date night game. <laughs> this like, is the night you plan your date. Yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. guys that love football looked at the schedule. This is the one. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got her. Well, I'll, yeah, I, babe, I'm, I, I love you so much. I'm, I'm even gonna <laughs> skip the game tonight, so we can go to dinner. And then you build up that 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 street cred for later right. in the year I'll, when I'll, you gotta miss all the dates. So I I stay after every every show on Thursday and hang out there and, and watch watch the game. I told my wife tonight. I said, honey, I'll be home. <laughs> Swear to God, I said, not staying tonight. 
He's like, oh, how come? I was like, ah, just coming home. Uh, I want to see you so bad. You're, you're blowing up your own spot I'll right pick here up, on I'll pick up uh, our kid at uh, soccer practice. And it's interesting because the ratings will be the same. Sure. The TVs will be on the game, but no oh, one will be yeah. watching. Um, yeah. People yeah. will watch. You might People glance, are betting on this You might this glance game. in. When something ridiculous oh, happens, in. we'll see social media, and then we'll tune I'll, in accordingly. Look, I'm going to glance in. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I got I got over. I got some Brian Robinson plays. So, uh, Brian Robinson, the great yeah. story. He's back. He's starting uh, for the Washington Commanders tonight. We saw him last week at nine carries, led the Commanders. Antonio Gibson uh, is not really getting any carries anymore. Brad Evans was on it. Both Sean and I have jumped on some Brian Robinson anytime touchdown. What are you expecting from the uh, rookie running back? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a eased into the scenario last week. Only 2.2 yards per carry. Didn't get a ton of tote there. Um, Washington really struggles offensively on uh, along the line. They 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 struggle to get movement. They're 29th in in run block win rate. So I I you know I think you're naive if you think he's just going to explode. But I think there's a feel good story there. There is a, some entertainment value to watching him tonight. And I I don't know maybe Sean you can speak to this a little more. The, him being the starting running back to me is more you know pomp and circumstance than really <clears throat> a dick you know you know indicative of what the strategy will be for tonight. Yeah, he's beloved inside the organization. Exactly. I think they're going to go out of their way uh to highlight him tonight. So yeah. I did take him first touchdown of the game, anytime touchdown. Yeah. But I also know that if Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson are capable of not producing touchdowns, <laughs> I'm going to cover myself. I took the no touchdowns. There's no way that it's two weeks prop. in a too row. popular. It, just it can't hit two, if it does hit two weeks in a row, Steak dinner on How you about this? this weekend. I got it at seven to one. I looked today; it was down to four to one. What? Forty to one. Oh, okay. forty to one. Okay. Right. Well, that's because everyone's betting it. Right. I mean, they're, they're, they're probably they probably got more handle on that prop this week than any other time in like the history of betting. All I'm that gonna prop. say is when it hits, I just don't say I told you. So. I did because everyone's talking about it. I I believe uh, it was DraftKings. They they pointed out that it has been the most bet no touchdown prop of the entire season. I'm assuming it's maybe the entire history I'm of the pretty, NFL. I'm pretty much, unless I get Except like for maybe a, that Bills a, a prime time that involves like an elite quarterback, I'm going to just throw a little something to one? on it. Yeah, I'm going to throw a little something on it anyway, just See, to be that safe. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That By makes the way, uh, sense, yeah. John Reese Plumley rushed into the end zone there. So hey, I need, I need about the seven Space Cadets. The UCF Space U University. Uh, they look like their uniforms. You guys ever create a team in college football, the yes. video game? That looks like what they're used to do dynasty mode with my friends. PS3 back. It looks like someone made a space. university called Space U, and that's what uh, they're going out Hope there. They space to like five more touchdowns. Uh, Jared time. Smith hanging out with us here in studio from PicksWise. Uh, I want to get to the college car, which is loaded, Ooh. including a game with your alma mater. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll do that on the other side. But looking at the set of the Sunday slate, uh, any uh, favorite plays for you on Sunday? I like the Colts a lot. Really? I, I, okay, I it's the Titans. I, I, no, I love against the Jags. Against the Jags, against the excuse Jags me. Yeah, yeah. Home. Um, so, some offensive line issues for Jacksonville this week. Ben Barch, their starting left guard, left the game uh, against the Texans. And Jacksonville, you know, pretty much tipped their hand this week. They signed a, a, another guard. So, now you got a rookie center, uh, a backup, you know, third string, basically, left guard. And then Cam Robinson on the left side at tackle, who's been under expectations this year. Colts, you would think Shaq Leonard back. I think Jonathan Taylor trending in the right direction, too. Naeem Hines, we'll see with the concussion. But the Texans, with Lovey Smith, of all defensive coordinators and you know defensive minds, really showed the recipe for slowing down Trevor Lawrence last week. They played basically all zone. And Trevor Lawrence was awful. Mm -hmm. Lowest yards per attempt of the entire I'm season. I'm aware. I'm aware. So I, I think 
you know, what does Gus Bradley and company like to do? They play that cover three, and they're going to drop. They're going to play a lot of zone. They play about 60%, 70% zone. So I, I think the Colts' defense at home, it's under a field goal now, and long rest, Trevor Lawrence starting to be show some inconsistencies. Really tough spot for him, I think. All solid opinions, but what I'm not going to do is a lot of Jaguars ruin my Sunday <laughs> two weekends in a row. So I'm going to sit this out. I'm going to sit this out. We're on them right. and survive. Because it be just my oh, luck. Lawrence will right. throw for 405. Yeah, I'm Too done. Too soon. I'm sorry, yeah, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize yeah. for that. Well, we should fade him after, after, and I the, fade after him. the performance But I know what last will week. happen if I take Trevor Lawrence had the lowest CPOE completion percentage over expectation of any quarterback in the NFL last week. And that's because, again, Houston, and they don't have great players on the Texans defense. They played a ton of zone. And Trevor was really confused. That's Jared Smith. He's going to hang out for one more segment. Talk about the monster college football card. Are his Penn State Nittany Lions live dogs? This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Playoffs? Playoffs! The NASCAR playoffs are in full swing, and it's time to see all of your favorite drivers in fabulous Las Vegas. The South Point 400 is this weekend, October the 14th through the 16th at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. VEASAN's own Brent Musburger will be the Grand Marshal of the race, and he will also broadcast from the track Sunday morning on Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff. The South Point also has room and ticket packages available. For more information, head to southpointcasino.com. That is Sean King. That was one of my best. Professional. Well yeah. done. That was one of my best. Polished. Yeah. You dust you off there, buddy. Over there, Jared, Jared Smith from PicksWise, <laughs> at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. We've got uh, a football game here in less than an hour. Are you shimmying? Yeah, do your shoulders like well, that. No, he's feeling shimmy good shimmy. right now. Got a field goal from... Baylor, well, West I feel Virginia. better if uh, Temple stopped picking up first down. Yeah, Temple's hey. moving it right now. Yeah, I, there I might was. have to uh, reserve, reverse my position. Carl, Carl Johnson said there was some sharp action on Temple at 23 and a half, I believe he was. Oh, that's nice. I found out last week against SMU, though, UCF is capable of going on a very, very they were down at half in that demoralizing game, right? run. They ended up winning by 27, I think. Yep. Yeah, that game, uh, EJ Warner, Kurt Kurt Warner's son there. Very early in the proceedings. All right, fellas, we have a just absolutely enormous college football weekend. And obviously the headliner is Tennessee and Alabama, which I want to hit on. But the game involving Jared's alma mater is pretty darn good, too. And that would be Penn State visiting the big house, Michigan. Uh, This will be a noon kickoff on Fox. And... Michigan is laying seven here in this spot. Yeah, I believe the hooks were gobbled up earlier this week. The public is coming in on Penn State, but I think some smart money's also been coming in on the Nittany Lions too. Um, you know, of the perceived kind of popular dogs this week, I think Penn State would be the one that I'm intrigued by the most, guys. And I, I just I don't know what Michigan really is right now. Um, and you could you know there are some metrics out there. I think the Bear. Uh, Chris Felico was tweeting out that I think Michigan's strength of schedule is like 96th. Penn State's is 90th, so it wasn't really that much harder. But still, you go on the road, you play Auburn. You go on the road, you play Purdue. I think they're more tested than Michigan, who's you know played, what, Indiana and Iowa on the road. Now, they're at home here. So 
I'm curious your guys' thoughts on Penn State and, and Michigan. Jared, I'll, I'll start with you here. Uh, is, there, is there a play here for you? I think this line's very fair. Uh, I, I think, you know, the, the two-way action usually is a pretty good indicator of that, and it's kind of ironic that all of those big-profile games, high-profile games this week, we are seeing pretty legit two-way action. I know the public does tend to skew towards the underdogs in these spots, but we did see the early sharp money on Michigan push it through seven and then back once the hook came up to push it back to seven, and we haven't really seen much off of that this week. I, I think it's Michigan's offense against Penn State's defense, the matchup that I'm really curious here. Um, J.J. McCarthy, to me, very untested. And I think if you're Manny Diaz, you, you'd be silly not to put eight guys in the box and, and, and make him beat you because I, I think you can't live with yourself after the game if Blake Corum beats you. So that's the, that's the plan. The problem is on the interior of the Penn State uh, linebacking group, a little bit soft. They're not as strong as they usually are in that department. They like the pressure with Manny Diaz but they're 98th in sack rate, so they're not getting home with that pressure. The schedule of offenses they face, the best one according to the efficiency ratings is Ohio. Mm -hmm. Even Purdue is outside the top 80 in offensive efficiency, so I know that game was on the road and it was opening night, but what we've seen from Purdue since, not a ton there offensively. You can say the same thing about Michigan. I mean, they have not faced a legit offense. The one legit offense that had a slight pulse, Maryland, went off for over 400 yards and 27 points, so... Very hard to gauge where these teams are at based off of their competition so far. Yeah, I'm going to just echo what he said. You asked my opinion on this game. Both teams wear blue. <laughs> and I, that's all. I think the line's very fair. I mean, I, yeah, I, that's all you really know. I think the line favors Michigan because it's in Ann Arbor. I mean, Michigan's best win is against a three-loss Iowa team. Penn State's best wins against a two-loss Purdue. Purdue team that could have two other losses very easily. So, yeah. I don't know. We're going to find a little bit. Out about the Big Ten. I don't. Yes. I, I don't think either one of these teams, based on what I've seen right now, can beat Ohio State. I was. I'll be honest. Ohio I'm, State's best team in the country. I'm a bit disappointed. I have number one. Yeah, as do I. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed from what I've seen so far from Michigan. Now, you know, early on, their their non-conference was essentially a glorified preseason. So, you know, take that for what you will. Can I say? Can I make one last point on this game? Yeah. Having coached J.J. McCarthy, he has the talent. Yeah, absolutely. The problem is, so far, when you've watched Michigan, you haven't come away feeling like you feel about J.J. that you feel when you watch Quinn Ewers at Texas. There's not a lot of buzz. Ronnie Bell getting a little healthier, mm -hmm. played very well against Indiana. That will help. And he's going to get a lot of one. I mean, if, if you're Manny Diaz, you are crazy not to put an eighth, ninth guy in the box in this game. And you make McCarthy beat you. And just to put an exclamation point, like when you see Quinn Ewers play, regardless of what's happening, you can tell that kid's special. Sure. Like J.J., I think. And, uh, J.J., and in his defense, some of it might be Harbaugh. Harbaugh's not been the most creative. <laughs> a little quirky. Yeah, you know, he's been a, a super conservative guy. Yes. J.J.'s more of a Favre, you know, kindred soul. Like he wants to live on the edge. want to play for Sark instead, right? right? Like so, that. <laughs> we'll see. I'm just anxious for Michigan to get in a game where they have to really open it up. And then I want to see what what. But that's JJ's not the style Penn State plays. On the other side, Clifford's got a ton of experience, 38 starts. He's the well, most I'm just talking about playing from behind. I don't know if that's going to be the – there's only a total of 52. Like, to me, if I'm Penn State offense, you let those two running backs yeah. go absolutely berserk. Singleton's it. And you, and, and, and you hope that your defense can control the tempo. By the way, Katron Allen was my running back. Those two guys – Kind of had a loaded team. Yeah. Those two guys yeah, are on. I would say decent. Yeah. Uh, and, and I give credit – look uh, – 
you know, James Franklin is not a great in-game coach, but that, no. dude, that dude can recruit. Yes. And getting those running backs when uh, I think they were 13th in the conference in rushing last year, and now you've got those two dudes balling. All right, we only have a couple minutes left. Yeah. USC-Utah. Uh, I played Utah on the money line, minus 160. I think they win. I think it's going to be a charged-up atmosphere. What? Chicken. Why is that chicken? No, go ahead. I mean, they're going to... Go win. ahead. Finish your point. I know. Captain Captain, fight on over here. You know, you know, you think you still think they're winning the conference? Um, I, I think Utah takes care of business. I, I just don't like laying three and a half. I agree. Uh, um, and... You know, when you look at what USC's done on the road, they struggled against what now looks to be a mediocre at best Oregon State team in front of half a stadium of fans. Yeah. And now you're into a full stadium. By the way, this is going to be an incredibly emotionally charged game. Utah is wearing helmets honoring their two fallen teammates from last year. I mean, it's everything's on the line for Utah. And uh, by the way, uh, I think the Bear, Chris Felica, pointed this out. Teams that are 6-0 and or better, that are an underdog to a team with two or more losses, are like 3-12 and straight up. Yeah. It's te- the line is telling you something, the especially market of is what telling. Utah did last weekend. We me, did see some push-pull here in the market. Yeah, we just, did see some sharp people take USC. We're going to find out what Caleb Williams is, Jerry. We, we will. Yeah. So to me... The big part of this game that is probably not going to get a lot of a pub, but I think is very important, USC running the football. Yes. They, they Travis dies legit. And the offensive line's third in average line yards created. Their offensive line is getting off the ball. And Utah's defense, we've seen it this year. We didn't see it last year. Their defense is getting pushed around. I'm seeing here 68th in EPA against the rush. EPA per play against the rush. So the last, that's, that, that's a concern. The last three dynamic quarterbacks this Utah team has faced, they've lost to. C.J. Stroud in the bowl game, Anthony Richardson in the opener, Dorian Thompson-Robinson at UCLA. They don't have an answer for a team with a quarterback that can extend plays and force them to cover outside of their scheme. This will come down to Caleb Williams. If, if this is the good version yeah. of Caleb Williams, SC wins. If this is the pouty guy that went to Corvallis <laughs> and played Oregon State, then I think Utah wins. People forget this is only his 14th career start. It's not like he has all of this experience yeah. to bank on when the adversity hits, mm-hmm. which is very difficult to do. And he didn't face a ton of adversity at Oklahoma. Uh, he came into the game when it was bad, and then from that point on, it was good. Yep. And this, he hasn't had any adversity yet really this season. I'm going to live bet it. 357, 485, 369. That's the total yardage the last three games it's that, for USC. Yeah. It hasn't Trending been, down. It I hasn't agree. been dynamic. Down. But Travis Dye, to your point, Jared, he's gone over 100 yards four of his last five games, and they just gave up 198 yards to Zach Charbonnet last week. So that would be a massive concern. Real quickly, Jared, before I let you run, Tennessee, Alabama, uh, obviously the public loves Tennessee here in this spot. I understand why. I'm staying away from it. It it scares the hell out of me, this uh, this number. What do you see in Tennessee, Alabama? So I grabbed seven and a half with Tennessee earlier in the week, and the thinking was twofold. One, I, I do think it, the number's going to trend down that way, and I'll have a chance to maybe buy out at six and a half if I want to. Maybe it lands seven. But also, I, I don't know if, if, if Bryce Young's 100%. And if he's not, with Alabama's wide receivers being a little bit pedestrian relatively speaking yeah. prior years Fair. this is a this is going to be a tough game for them to stretch their legs
Market's now seven Great in favor stuff, of Alabama. Jared oh, Smith, follow him on Twitter, at Jared Lee Smith. Check out all his work at PicksWise. Scott Spritzer will join us next right here on VSIN Primetime. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is also is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM's rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VEASAN Primetime presented by BetMGM. We do have an NFL game tonight. The Chicago Bears hosting the Washington Commanders right now. The Commanders, a one-point favorite with a total of 38 in most spots. RD looks focused. Who are we on? The Red Dragon. He looks focused. (laughs) RD looks focused. (laughs) Well, our next guest might agree with you there, Sean, and that is Scott Spritzer at Scott Wins on Twitter. And you can catch him on most Saturday nights and Sunday mornings with Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans, And you can follow him, as I mentioned, on Twitter there, at Scott Wins and was a... A winner last week on our program, so we appreciate that on some of, uh, especially those baseball unders that he was rolling with. Uh, let's uh, let's take a look, though, Scott, at Thursday Night Football. Uh, Washington, as I mentioned, now a slight favorite against the Chicago Bears, uh, a total of 38. So uh, what way are you looking to play tonight's Thursday Nighter? I'm looking towards the road team. I mean, after last week, they give us so much confidence, right, that you got to back the road team. I mean, my gosh. You know, I had them in my contest plays at both the Circa and the Westgate, and uh, I had the commanders, which would have been the difference between a winning and losing card, and we were sitting, like, in third place at the Westgate at the time, and, of course, they end up at the one-yard line and, and throw the pick in the end zone when they had a chance to win and cover that game. But as far as this game is concerned, you know, we know what Chicago was going to do before the season. It was basically – and try to keep Justin Fields healthy, let him mature a little bit more, give him absolutely nothing to work with at the skill positions or the wide receiver positions, I guess you could say. Hope he survives and then go after talented, skilled people in the offseason with a lot of cap space. So that's what their plans were. And, and it you know, doesn't help right now that Fields was hoping to get in Keel Harry back this week. And just in the last hour or so, he's been downgraded to out. He came off the IR, but it looks like He's going to have to make his season debut next week. Uh, and then the commanders own that solid defense metrics-wise, except when it comes to forcing turnovers. Uh, but they did hold Derrick Henry to three and a half yards per carry. I know he ran for 102 yards, but it, it took almost 30 carries to get there. And they slammed the door on the Dallas ground game a couple of weeks ago. So, again, this is a team that is really close to grabbing a victory. They're the better team than Chicago as far as my Power ratings are concerned, and I still have Chicago, despite being two and three, being one of the bottom three teams in the NFL. So I'm hoping Washington can get it together and Wentz and Rivera can have a little symbiosis on and off the field and give me a victory tonight. 
The term smoke and mirrors, Scott, was invented for what Chicago's been able to do yeah. in winning two games this season. <laughs> Trust me. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, Scott, uh, both Sean and I were with you as well uh, on the Commanders last week. So it was the right side until it wasn't. And I don't know, still don't know <laughs> what they were doing on the goal line. It was like they were trying to uh, trying to lose. But we move on. And uh, hopefully we were going to cash uh, tonight there on Washington. Before we jump to uh, the college football slate on Saturday, we do have uh, baseball tomorrow. Only one game today because of the rain out in New York. As earlier today, the Houston Astros coming back and beating the Mariners 4-2. to two. So that rain out now is tomorrow morning. So 1 o'clock Eastern start time at Yankee Stadium. Hopefully the weather cooperates there. So uh, we've got Cortez and Bieber on the hill. Pretty darn good pitching matchup. Uh, what do you expect there between the Yankees and Guardians? Yeah, I mean, Cleveland's obviously struggling to mount anything at the plate, anything of consistency. All of their postseason runs have come off of homers, and the worst part about that, or I guess you could say the two worst things, is one, uh, they've scored a grand total of four runs in three games off those home runs, and two, only one team in baseball finished with fewer home runs than Francona's gang this entire season. So the homers, you would think, aren't likely to be something they could depend upon. Cortez was fantastic on the home bump this year, guys, as you know. I mean, and Bieber's been brilliant both home and away. He has a bit of an advantage in that the Yankees haven't seen him since April of 2021, and that was the only time they faced him since back in 2019. So he's got a bit of an advantage there to start this game, and they have struggled Cleveland on the road against Southpaws this year. Uh, so I don't think they're going to all of a sudden find that sweet elixir at the plate going up against uh, Cortez. Look at the weather. They're expecting the winds to be minimal and not be blowing out too badly, a little bit before the game, but not too badly during the course of the game. And you look at a guy like Bieber, I mean, his first two times through a batting order this season have been fantastic. I think it stays under five, under three of those first five innings. And, you know, the juice is a little bit on the over, so you're not getting a bad price with that right now. Uh, Scott, how do they determine, and you might not know this, but I wanted to ask, I've never asked anyone this, how do they determine how they place value on first three as opposed to first five? Well, first three, I, I don't mess around with at all. So I'm probably the wrong guy to ask on that. Mm -hmm. The only thing I could tell you is that a lot of times, you're, you're gonna, like when I have a first five game, I want to make sure I got two pitchers who are excellent or close to it the first couple of times through a batting order. That normally means you're going to get well into the fourth inning, if not through four innings. So I think a lot of that has to do first time through, maybe first two times through when it comes to how those starting pitchers do, uh, because that'll get you through those three innings. And I've never been really a guy who's jumped in on the first three inning plays, but uh, first five, man, I'm, I, I play a lot of them. I had them again today. I took Seattle first five and didn't want to mess around with the late innings. And they've been kind of a successful bet for us the last couple of years. We're chatting once again to Scott Spritzer. You can follow him on Twitter at Scott Wins and catch him on uh, Saturday nights, Sunday mornings with VSIN uh, Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans. And uh, I was chatting with Matt earlier today as we were recording our VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. And a game that he brought up is one that you want to hit on as well. A top 20 showdown in Syracuse, New York, NC State at the Cuse. And uh, right now, the Cuse you can find as low as a three point favorite. It seems like Devin Leary's not going to play. When Dave Dorn says, you know, he could play or he could be out six weeks, I would lean towards he's not playing this weekend. Uh, and we saw that NC State seemed a bit lost when he was uh, not on the field. So how do you look at Saturday afternoon? This is a 3.30 kickoff there in Syracuse between Syracuse and NC State. And I haven't talked to Matt, so it'll be interesting to see if he's on the same size, but side, I should say. But even when he was healthy, they weren't putting up a ton of yardage 
on offense. You know, if you factor in all the time Leary played and then the timeout last week, I mean, this offense ranked 80th, 86th, and 91st in yards passing per game, yards rushing per game, total yards per game. And so I thought, well, if he plays but he's not quite 100%, it's not that huge of a deal to me, uh, although it is on the field to some of these players and, of course, the consistency that they have with Devin Leary being the best quarterback on that team. But it's not as big of a deal. And I think if he's out, obviously, the pack, you know, that offense takes another step or two down in level of effectiveness. But NC State's off those back-to-back intense and draining games against Clemson and Florida State. They're playing their seventh straight week of action. The Orange are well-rested. They had Wagner two weeks ago. They're off last week. Uh, So they're raring to go. And Garrett Schrader's been better than advertised uh, this year. 70% completion rate, 10 touchdowns, only one pick. And I like the fact that he can get away from trouble with his feet when needed. Uh, He doesn't look to run, but he can. He's got over 200 yards rushing. Throw in one of the best running backs in the country in Sean Tucker. And I think this is going to be a very tough spot for the Wolfpack. Very, very good spot for Syracuse. As you mentioned, bad spot for NC State. Any interest, Syracuse, to win the ACC? You know, it's not, I haven't seen the latest odds, but, you know, they got Clemson next week. So I'm, you know, thinking that they can focus on this game and then they get the bigger game up next against the Clemson Tigers. And as we know, Clemson is not the same Clemson that we saw two years ago. And before that, uh, they struggle a little bit offensively. And in fact, they're laying a short number to Florida State. So that's not a bad play to jump on Syracuse at a decent price right now. I haven't seen the latest odds, but really they get past NC State and your bet comes down to one game next week. Yeah, they got uh, they got it all in front of them moving forward. And by the way, Scott, uh, it was uh, you and Matt are on the same side, both laying the short number there uh, with the Cuse at uh, minus three. Uh, we got about a minute to go, Scott. And uh, you know, as as they always say, all k- tickets cash the same. And when you look a little further down the board, sometimes you could find some value. So uh, let's go to Denton, Texas, North Texas, hosting Louisiana Tech, and it looks like the Mean Green laying six and a half in this spot. Yeah, those darn books, man. They take the same amount of money when I lose a game no matter who I'm on. So, and they never give me more money for backing one of the marquee teams. So uh, we, we look to play, you know, every game we look to, to handicap and play a few of them every week. But North Texas is one of those laying that six and a half. Uh, yeah, they've got extra time to prep. They're just like Syracuse in a real good spot. 16th in yards rushing per contest. La Tech can't run. They can't stop the run. They're horrible. They're horrible on the road. North Texas minus six and a half. There it is. And perfectly way to wrap it up. Scott, Great best stuff, of Scott. luck tonight with the Commanders. And uh, we appreciate the insight as always. Thanks, guys. Good luck. There he is. Scott Spritzer, the crew. Derek Stevens and company joining us in studio as we get you ready for Thursday Night Football in Chicago. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.